0: Joshua chapter number 1, Joshua chapter 1, and I'll ask you to bear with us. We have a brand new sound system, if you you could not tell, Uh, but Joshua chapter number 1 in your Bibles this morning, and we're certainly uh, looking forward to seeing what God has for us from the Word of God today, and I want to remind you to be in the service tonight. Uh, as we look at, again into the Word of God and see all that God has for us this evening. i certainly thankful for all the guests who are here and uh, those out-of-town guests, but also local guests. We want you to come back and visit with us again, and I hope that we're a blessing to you today. Joshua chapter number one, we're going to read beginning with verse number one, and in just a moment we're going to read down through verse number 11. Uh, our theme for the year has been to possess the land. Uh, we relocated to this property At the end of June, uh, after completing the purchase earlier in the year, we had our first service here, and it does look much different uh, today uh, than it did then. And uh, we have uh, been uh, on a journey, and the progress that has been made. And so that's been our theme of possess the land. Uh, We did not just want to come and occupy a land, we wanted to possess it, meaning uh, we wanted to fulfill everything that God has for us as a church. And uh, part of the process uh, was the purchase. And part of the process was the relocation. Part of the process has been all of the work uh, that has gone into it. But we need to be reminded as God's people and as God's church, uh, there's more to it than us just coming and occupying a nice building. There's more to it than us just coming and coming to a a great location, a very strategic location. Uh, There is a work that the church uh, is to do for the Lord. There are things that we are to accomplish for Him, and uh, we certainly want to uh, do that. But our theme has been to possess the land. Our Sunday school lesson this morning reflected that theme, uh, which uh, all the Sunday school lessons have uh, throughout the year. And so I want to preach on this uh, Sunday that we've just kind of set aside as a dedication Sunday uh, to acknowledge uh, what God has done for us with the, pro- the providing of this property, providing of the uh, the building this morning. And so, uh, with that theme in mind, we come to the book of Joshua, uh, chapter one, verse number one. Now, after the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, it came to pass that the Lord spake unto Joshua, the son of Nun, Moses' minister, saying, "Moses, my servant, is dead." Now therefore arise, go over this Jordan, thou and all this people, unto the land which I do give to them, even to the children of Israel. Every place that the sole of your foot shall tread upon, that have I given unto you. As I said unto Moses, from the wilderness in this Lebanon, even unto the great river, the river Euphrates, all the land of the Hittites, and unto the great sea, toward the going down of the sun, shall be your coast. There shall not any man be able to stand before thee all the days of thy life, as I was with Moses, so I will be with thee. I will not fail thee nor forsake thee. Be strong and have a good courage, for unto this people shalt thou divide for an inheritance the lamb, which I swear unto their fathers to give them. Only be thou strong and very courageous, that thou mayest observe to do according to all the law which Moses my servant commanded thee. Turn not from it to the right hand or to the left, that thou mayest prosper whithersoever thou goest. This book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth, but thou shalt meditate therein day and night, that thou mayest observe to do according to all that is written therein. For then thou shalt make thy way prosperous, and then shalt, then thou shalt have good success. Have not I commanded thee, be strong and of a good courage? Be not afraid, neither be thou dismayed. For the Lord thy God is with thee whithersoever thou goest. Then Joshua commanded the officers of the people, saying, and notice verse 11, Pass through the host and command the people, saying, Prepare you victuals, for within three days ye shall pass over this Jordan to go in to possess the land, which the Lord your God giveth you to possess it. We find in our text this morning, we are transitioning from the book of Deuteronomy to the book of Joshua. Uh, God's people are transitioning from Moses as their leader to Joshua their leader. Just a couple of quick observations before we pray this morning. We know, and we've been seeing in our Sunday school lessons, we know that Moses is not going to see the promised land. We've touched briefly on why he will not see the promised land. But we find Joshua now leading God's people into the land, as verse 11 reminds us, to possess it. And I just want to point out very quickly, aren't you thankful that God's promises go from generation to generation? and God's promises generations ago are still true and still alive and still real in the day that we live in today. But we find this transition from then seeing the land, having the opportunity to possess it and now it is time to go. It is time to get there. It is time it's not going to be what we're going to do in the future, it's what we're doing right now. It's a time not to hear the reports of what's in the land, but we're going to go see the land. It's a time to we're going to set the sole of our foot In that which God has given us to possess. With that thought in mind this morning, I wanna preach on this subject things to consider when possessing the land. There's some things to consider. The Christian life for you and I is not to be one to stagnate. It is not to be one to rest on what God has done, but God always wants us moving forward. If you're here this morning and you've never trusted Christ as your Savior, you need to trust Christ as your Savior today. You need to quit depending on yourself for salvation, depending on religion for salvation, and look to the Lord Jesus Christ for your salvation. If you're saved this morning, you need to grow as a Christian. That's God's desire is for you to become more like the Lord Jesus Christ uh, in your salvation, in your Christian life. And so it is a progression. I am grateful for what God has done for us. If God never did anything else for us, we could still stand and rejoice and be thankful for what God's done for us. I'm grateful for that. I reflect on, on what God has done for us and what God has given us, but I want us to consider some things this morning as we possess the land, as we occupy that which God has given us and we enjoy it, but yet moving forward, uh, there's some things for us to consider when possessing the land. Father, I pray this morning that you take the message, I pray that you'll use it. I pray the Spirit of God will work through me this morning. May the Word of God be real to us. May the Spirit of God work in us. May uh, we allow uh, the Spirit of God to speak to our hearts this morning. Uh, Father, I pray that if there's one here unsaved, may they... Uh, put, look to Jesus this morning. May they realize their need of salvation. And Father, may they allow the Spirit of God to bring conviction into their life. Father, as your church this morning, may we be reminded of some things as we want to stay faithful to you. We want to honor you. We want to move forward and possess all that you have for us. And Father, I pray for a new Christian. I pray for those that are still growing and continue to grow in their Christian life. May they realize there's more for them to do, but it takes commitment. It takes them being willing to step out by faith, and may you just have your will and way in the service this morning. We ask this in Jesus' name, amen. We have the background, as we've mentioned this morning before we pray, of the transition from the book of Deuteronomy to the book of Joshua. The time has come to possess the land. The time has come to... Uh, put feet to the promises of God, and they're going to go into the land. The book of Joshua, uh, I I love the book of Joshua. It's an interesting book. It's a fascinating book to me. But there's going to be battles as they possess the land. There's going to be some things that they have to overcome in possessing the land. And that reminds you and I that with the promises of God, as we've already seen in Sunday school this morning, there are going to be some obstacles. Uh, Some of you would testify this morning that the day I got saved, I thought all my problems were over. Uh, All my problems were done. Oh, when you got saved, that sin burden fell off your shoulders. It's a a lot lighter. Uh, Your your eternity went from hell to heaven. That's wonderful. But your problems on this earth didn't go away. As a matter of fact, in many cases, uh, they increased because now you had an adversary working against you. But there's there's always going to be obstacles that God's people have to uh, overcome in possessing the land. Uh, This church, God has blessed for decades. This church God has used for His honor and glory not months, not years, but decades. I pray, it is my prayer uh, that we stay faithful to God so that in the decades to come that this church will stay faithful and honor God. It is my prayer and God knows my heart. It is something I ask God for that beyond my lifetime, if Jesus tarries his coming beyond my lifetime, that the Emmanuel Baptist Church will stay faithful to the Word of God, will stay faithful to the truths of God, and for, for decades to come will be a lighthouse of the gospel the Lord Jesus Christ. If that is going to happen, if that is going to take place, there's some things that we must consider that we can find in Joshua chapter number one. This morning, these truths I'll bring out, they, they can be a help to us collectively as a church, but also individually as a Christian. There's some reminders for us as we move forward in our Christian life. Let me remind all of us this morning that God is able to deliver us from whatever we face. God wants us to have a close relationship with Him. God wants you to grow. It is certainly the heart of your pastor this morning, but more so the heart of God. He wants you to grow in your relationship with Him. He wants you to become more like His Son. And by by possessing what God has given us, we find that there are some things that will enable us to stay faithful. My heart is stirred. My heart is stirred by the people of the Emmanuel Baptist Church. Many of you have been here for a long time. You've been faithful decade after decade after decade. What a testimony. What a testimony to the goodness of God, the grace of God. What a testimony to just continuing and being faithful. That's an example for all of us. We want, to put, we, want to, we want to grow more like Christ, and we want to honor Him. Because of time, let's get into the outline this morning, and I want to see some things to consider when possessing all that God has for us to consider. As the people are transitioning, and they're, they're getting into this new land, and The the, the leader that God had, uh, Moses, to bring them to this point. Now Joshua is going to succeed Moses, and he is going to bring them into the promised land. You have to understand that this is a time of transition. This is a time where now they have talked about it, and now they've got to do it. Isn't it one thing, church, that we talk about we're going to move, and now we've moved. We talk about what God's going to allow us to do, well, now it comes time for us to do it. We talk about what faith will do, and now it comes time for our faith, our work, our labor. Now has come the time where they have gone for Moses, who they depended on greatly. Think about the leader Moses. Think about what his security they, that he must have provided for them, and Moses, the friend of God. Now we have Joshua leading them. We have some promises that I want us to see, beginning in verse number 5. There shall not any man be able to stand before thee all the days of thy life, as I was with Moses, so I will be with thee. Notice the last part of verse 5. I will not fail thee, nor forsake thee. God reminds his people that as you take this next step and to go possess the land that I've commanded you to possess, I want to remind you that I will not fail thee, nor forsake thee. Let me say to you and I this morning, let me say to the Emmanuel Baptist Church, and let me say to every Christian here and every individual here today, first of all, that we must remember God's record. Friend, aren't you glad that in heaven our record is the same as the Lord Jesus Christ? If you're saved this morning, if you have put your faith and trust in Christ, your sins have been washed As white as snow. And when God the Father looks at your account, He sees the applied blood of His own perfect holy son who paid that price for our sins. And he says, I see perfection. I see no fault. I, I, see, I see the perfection of my own son. Aren't you thankful that your record isn't remembered in heaven? But friend, we down here on earth, as we journey, the, the, the journey that God has for us, and as we press forward as a church and do the work that God has for us as a church and as a child of God, as we try and do, do what God would have us to do, we must remember The record of God. God told them and gave them this promise because God knew there was going to be obstacles that they had to face. I wish I could tell you as your pastor that from here on out, you'd never have an obstacle. I wish I could tell you you'll never shed another tear. I wish I could tell you as a church, we'll never bury another member. I wish I could tell you that no one will ever get a negative doctor's report again. I cannot tell you that this morning. And tragedy may be right around the corner for somebody sitting in the room this morning. As much as I care for you and I love you, I cannot shield you from that. But let me tell you what I can do for you this morning. I can remind you of the record of God. I can remind you of the fact that God has said, as I was with Moses, I'll be with you. I can remind you that God has given us a promise as we face the future as a church, as you face the future as a home, as you face the future as a couple, as you face the future as a Christian, that God has said, I will not fail thee nor forsake thee. Friend, this morning, man may leave you, but God will never leave you. Man may fail you, but God will never fail you. God has a record that you and I need to be reminded of. And friend, when I'm facing an obstacle and there's nothing in my might, nothing in my power that I can do to overcome it, all I have to do is open the pages of Scripture or bow a knee and speak to my Heavenly Father and I am reminded I I have a God who has never failed. And friend, no matter who you are, his record is very clear. Boy, I'm mindful of the provision that God has provided. I'm reminded of the protection. For God takes such good care of you and I. Boy, I can't help but think of the security that God's people had. I know you depended on Moses. Joshua is your leader. Joshua, as I was with Moses, I'll be with you. Let me remind you, I will not fail thee. What a wonderful truth. You realize that this book has never failed. It's never been wrong. Oh, pastor, I talked to somebody one time, and they said, well, I'll take God's word for it uh, over man's. But it's never failed. You apply your life to this book, this book will not fail. That is a wonderful promise that you and I can hold to and we should hold to it. But I love the second part of that promise, nor forsake thee. I love the provision of God. Aren't you thankful when God takes care of you? Aren't you thankful that God protects you? But oh, aren't you thankful for his presence? Not forsake you. Let's be honest this morning as I look around the room. Um, there, there are many of us that we can get in a mood that nobody wants to be around us. Uh, we can we can we can get we can get we can get ornery. We can get grouchy. We can we can get we can get bitter. We can get angry. It's like I just don't want to talk to them. You know how it is. You all come to church like we did this morning, and we're we're pushing and trying to get to a seat. And you make the mistake of saying, "How are you today?" And they tell you. When we ask how you're doing, we really don't want to know. That's just what we say. Oh, I wish I hadn't asked them how they were doing. But aren't you thankful? And no matter what situation, no matter what, what condition we find ourselves in, we have a God who loves us. We have a God who cares for us. We have a God who will never leave us nor forsake us. And friend, no matter who you are this morning, you may say, I don't know Jesus like you talk about. He's not my personal Savior. But friend, if you'll call on Him today, the Heavenly Father will hear you and He will grant you forgiveness. Maybe you're away from God this morning, and it's been a long time since you've opened the Word of God and spent time for Him. It's been a long time since you've sought spiritual things. Friend, we have a God who never will turn His back. And if you'll come back to Him, He'll receive you this morning. We must remember God's record. Friend, this morning, when you face things in the future and you don't know how, everything's going to work out, remind yourself of the record of God. You'll be good amongst God's people once in a while. Remind yourself that you're saved. I mean, if you're saved this morning, you're on your way to heaven that's a pretty good deal. You don't have to pay for your own sins. That's pretty good. And why is that? That's not your record. It's not your pastor's record. It's not the church's record. It's God's record. We must remind, be remembered God's record. We continue to look at some things to consider when possessing the land. Number two, let's look in verse number. Six, we see something very important that we see several times. I want to say number two, as you possess the land, as we do it as a church individually, strength and courage are required. Verse number six, we read the words, be strong and of a good courage. Verse number seven, only be thou strong and very courageous. Verse number nine, have not I commanded thee be strong and have a good courage. God does not promise us a life with no obstacles. I'm very aware this morning of some of you sitting in the building, that you're awaiting the results of medical tests. And if you don't get the report you're hoping for, there's some scary obstacles ahead of you. But I remind you that we have a God who is bigger than anything we might face. But God never tells us that Christians will never have struggles. God never tells us that you don't, you'll never lose your job. God will never tell you because you're saved and you're my child. You don't have to worry about disease. You don't have to worry about heartache. You don't have to worry about any of those things. But He does tell us... Just be strong and of good courage. Friend, this morning as we press forward as the Emmanuel Baptist Church... We rejoice in what God has done for us. And as a child of God, we can be thankful for our salvation, be thankful for what God has done for us. Let me remind you this morning, be strong and have good courage. Hey, it takes some strength sometimes just to get to the house of God. So I just don't have enough strength to get there. Get there and God will strengthen you while you're there. I don't know if I, have, I can get anything out of the word of God. Open it and God will give you something that will strengthen you. But you've got to have good courage. Be strong and have a good courage. Wouldn't it be a revealing thing if we had a way of seeing what God would have done right after we, if we had not quit when we quit? It'd be a discouraging thing in the life of a Christian if it could be revealed to us right when God was going to do a work. I wonder how many churches were on the cusp of God doing great and mighty works. But they just didn't make up their mind to be strong and of good courage. I wonder how many new Christians had been saved very long, haven't trusted Christ very long, don't have this church thing down, doing the best they can. I wonder how what God would have done in their life, in their marriage, in their home, if they just decided they're going to be strong and continue doing the things they know to do. We must understand that if God tells us to do something once, we should pay close attention to it. Three times he reminds them, be strong and have good courage. And by the way, I don't think I have to say this, but I'm going to say it this morning. That doesn't mean be, be depend on yourself. Our strength comes in our God. Our, our strength is only as strong as our faith in God is. And be courageous. Uh, being courageous is, as a child of God, showing up and doing what you're supposed to do every day. I'm going I'm to live this day victorious. I don't know how I'm going to it. I don't know how I'm going to get through it. But we believe in our God that he is able to do it. I move to number three this morning is found in verse number seven. After God reminds them, only be thou strong and very courageous that thou mayest observe to do according to all the law which Moses, my servant, commanded thee. Notice what the Bible says: Turn not from it to the right hand or to the left; thou mayest prosper whithersoever thou goest. let me say number three. The third thing we want us to consider this morning is we must stay the course. Stay the course. He says, You go into this promised land, you're gonna go into this land, you're gonna possess it. I'm gonna promise you that I'll never I'll not leave you. I'll promise you as I was with Moses, I will be with you, Joshua. He says, I, be strong and of good courage. Be, be, have faith in your God. But he says in verse number seven turn not from what the law turn not from his word we must stay the course christian determine make up your mind commit you're going to stay the course you're going to continue i mentioned a moment ago those that have been a part of this church for for a long time st- they've stayed the course And let me just interject while I brag on you. Just because you retired don't mean you quit the course then. Stay the course. Well, there are young couples who you have small children and, and you have a dream and a desire for your children to be reared, perhaps in a home different than you were reared in. But you want to be reared to the honor and glory of God. You want them to have opportunities. You want them to hear the gospel as soon as they're able to understand and trust Christ as their Savior. You want them to be used by God one day. It's not going to happen if you don't stay the course. We cannot be tossed to and fro in this world. Perhaps there's young couples. Some who are... Newly married, and they're starting their life together. I wish I could tell you that it's going to be like you think it's going to be, but there's going to be obstacles. I didn't consider how big of a deal it was that when I got married, I got a mother in law. You have to adjust. Stay the course. But in our life, we have to realize that we must continue. He says, turn not. Let me help you this morning. If you as a Christian, you'll just determine, that no matter what life throws at you, the best you can, you're just going to stay the course. The best you can, you're going to follow the word of God. You won't do it perfectly. Some days you won't do it well. But when you get knocked down, you're going to pick yourself up and you're just going to stay the course. You're going to stay the course. You're going to be faithful to the word of God. You're going to be faithful to the house of God. You're going to be faithful to the things of God. Stay the course. We've got new Christians in the service this morning. You've got to determine to stay the course no matter what. I'm going to stay the course. I'm going to continue. I'm going to continue to grow. Stay the course. We as a church, we've got to stay the course. We can talk about what God has done for us in the past, and we should rejoice in it. We should acknowledge it. But, friend, this morning, we've got to stay the course. We've got to continue following what the Bible says, and we've given the the, the greatest commission of all, and that is to make disciples of his, to win them, to baptize them, to teach them so that they might serve God and they might win others. That's the responsibility that we have to have. We have to stay the course. As Acts chapter 1, verse 8 tells us, we have a responsibility as a church to not just give the gospel here to our community, but to send the gospel around the world. That is the, our responsibility. We must stay the course. We must honor God with our lives. Stay the course. We must be willing to place our faith In God. Stay the course. Continue, continue, continue. That is the challenge. One of the challenges God gives to Joshua and those people. Turn not. Turn not to the right hand or the left. Friend, if we can rejoice in the fact that God will not fail us and He will not forsake us, and we can, if we can follow the admonition of to be strong and have courage, then we must also consider, why would we uh, stray to the right or to the left? We must stay the course and follow our God. Stay the course. And fourthly and finally this morning, we find in verse number 8, during this time of transition and God has taken Moses home with him. He's given them a very capable leader. He reassures them and gives them some things to consider as they, as we see in verse number 11, go in to possess the land God's given them. It's time to take the promise that God has promised. We find a very important bit of instruction in verse number 8 and it's important to us this book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth but thou shalt meditate therein day and night that thou mayest observe to do according to all that is written therein for when thou shalt have thy when thou shalt make thy way prosperous then then shalt thou have good success fourthly and finally this morning we must consider the source of prosperity and success according to the word of god Prosperity and success comes from the Word of God. It is true, it is indisputable that those who follow the Word of God and heed the Word of God are the ones who have success. I'm talking about spiritual success. I'm talking about prosperity. We must consider the source of prosperity and success. God has been very good to us as a church. He's been good to us not because of the personality of your pastor. that's just bonus for you. He's been good to us because the Emmanuel Baptist Church is built on the word of God. Wait you want to have success in your marriage, Build it on the Word of God. You want to have success in your home, prosperity in your home? Build your home on the Word of God. If we want to continue to have success as a church and prosperity as a church, we must continue to consider the source of prosperity. God's been good to us. God's been good to you. He's given you life. If you're saved this morning, He's forgiven you of your sins. He's granted you eternal life by His love and His grace and His mercy. Nothing that you could do to earn that. But God's, been, God's been good to us. As a church, we could look at a day like today and what God has provided for us and what we can see that God it seems to be doing for the future. and We can look at that, and we can rejoice as we should. We can take time to acknowledge as we should. But there's a danger as well when you've experienced some success and some prosperity. I have seen it in my lifetime, Christians who God has blessed him, God is brought up out of nothing and and is blessed financially. God has taken a broken life and a broken home and a broken marriage and He has healed it and put it back together and He has allowed us to become something by the grace of God. Then we get to a place of prosperity and success and we forget what gave us the prosperity and the success in the first place. And if we are going to press forward for God and do greater things for Him, we must hold to the Word of God. I have a challenge for all of us this morning as a church, but individually, listen to me. Build your life on the Word of God. Build your life on the book that brings success and prosperity. Let me tell you this morning, whether you've been saved 40 years or you've been saved four days, if you'll follow that book, God will bless you. If you obey that book, God will bless you. Well, Pastor, that's an awful thick book and I don't understand most of it. I I haven't read all of it. Well, what you do know to do, do that. If you'll just give God the first day of the week, He'll honor you. He'll bless you. If you'll give God the first part of all of your life, you'll surrender, He'll bless you. Consider the source of prosperity and success. As I conclude this morning, as we consider our theme of Possess the Land, let me just say in closing as a challenge to all of us to finish your course, I think of the Apostle Paul and what motivating words at the end of the book of 2 Timothy, he said, I've finished my course. You're here today. That's awesome. We could just re- reflect this morning on how far so many have come. But My challenge this morning is for you to finish your course. It's for you to complete what it is that God has for you. My challenge to us collectively this morning is for us to do all that God has for us to do. I know this to be true. That when I stand before my Savior one day, I am going to have some regret. We all will. But I'd like to do the best I can with the days I have to do everything that God has for me to do. I'd like for us to collectively as a church do all that God has for us to do in possessing the land. This morning on this dedication Sunday, on this day, we take a little bit of time to reflect on what God has done for us and and look at the completion of some projects and look ahead into the future. we, We are getting to a place where we're not talking about relocating anymore. We're not talking about having a building anymore. We've got our property. We've got our building. There's more that God wants us to do on this very location, and I believe in other locations. There's more that God wants us to do right here. I want us not to rest on what is done, or talk about the, the promises, I want us to go claim them, I want us to, to fulfill them, I want us to do all that it is that God would have us to do, but we've got to, we've got to consider these things. If you're here this morning and you've never trusted Christ as your Savior, that is the most important thing that you'll ever, ever do, is depend on the Lord Jesus Christ. A church can't save you, I can't forgive you of your sins. No man can. But through faith in Christ, we can have a new life, a new creation, a new hope, a new future through the Lord Jesus Christ. This morning, may we take some time in our time of invitation to follow through on whatever decision God would have us to follow through just a moment, if you've never been saved, you've never trusted Christ as your Savior, you're going to have an opportunity to do so. It's an exciting day as well. Today's day number one. Our baptistry is operational. If you've been saved, the first step of obedience is following the Lord in believer's baptism. Maybe that's the decision you make today. Maybe you need to join the church. Maybe there's another decision that you need to decide. Maybe couples ought to come and thank God for what, they've, what God's done for them, but, but determine that they're going to finish their course. This morning, whatever it is that God would have you to do, I urge you this morning. And as a church, may we continue to honor God, not turn, be reminded this morning that God will never leave us, He'll never forsake us. Father, I pray this morning.